here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Ta-da! What is that? That's my Nintendo from when I was a kid. <laughs> it looks like Tupperware. Tupperware? Come on, let's play. Can I text May from your phone after? Can you tell me? Yes, but can I show you how this works first, please? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, first you have to do this. Why? I don't know, just how it works. Nice. Maybe dust? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you said Grandma and Grandpa didn't let you have video games when you were little. They didn't. And how'd you get it? When I was a kid, I wanted a Nintendo worse than you want a phone. That's not possible. You know what? Today is your lucky day, because I am now going to tell you the story about how I got my Nintendo. But it is possibly the most amazing, dangerous, awesome story of all time. Jingle bells, Bowser smells, Robotnik is an egg, man. Assassin's Creed was a sack of crap, and I still say fuck ho, 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 ho. Dante. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome back to Press X to Reload. I am Nick Moore. Held against their will with me are Wayne Brissett, Markathanis, and Chris Nijedlik. Wayne. Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas, everybody. Mark. I'm going to bah humbug some of the movies in that list, but ho, ho, ho <laughs> some of the other movies in that list. And Chris, welcome back. You... Use, that looks like a lump of coal. I don't know. <laughs> I got a lump of something. It's not coal. Yeah, we are back <laughs> with a true Christmas miracle. Not the fact that it's all four of us again, but the fact that our prayers were listened to. If you remember last time, we had a Christmas special and we lamented the fact that there isn't an actual Christmas movie about video games. We had to resort to TV specials about Mario and Sonic, and we have a movie now. Not only do we have a video game movie about Christmas, but it's a Nintendo video game movie about Christmas. We could retire after this. We're done. It's over. See ya. It's finished. 8-Bit <laughs> Christmas with Neil Patrick Harris. This is just... I didn't even care if the movie was going to be any good. I'm just glad it exists. Correct. <laughs> but we'll get into whether or not it's any good. I probably wouldn't sound the way I sound right now if I hated it. So clearly, <laughs> you probably know where I sit for this. I still have a smile on my face, and I watched this several days ago. But let's start with Chris, since you've been away the longest. We waited for you. Was it worth the wait? Did you enjoy it? You watched it this weekend. It was. It, it was definitely. Thanks for having me back. This was definitely worth uh, a return to the quadrilogy, quad... <laughs> Quad, quad something. It's good to be back. But I, I like. We got our quads. I like this movie. I liked it a lot. Mark, how about yourself? Yeah, I liked it. Um, you know what it was for me? It was a less creepy The Wiz, so it was great. Because <laughs> The Wiz had some things in it that was creepy. And this didn't. So I liked it. It's The Wizard without all the tragic backstories. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a disproportionate amount of actual tragedy, yes, is missing from this movie. It's great. And Wayne, the man who introduced us to us, the man who saved Press X to Reload Christmas, what'd you think? Uh, I absolutely adore this film. It just tugs at the heartstrings for me. It is definitely a new Christmas tradition for me to watch this every year. I can resonate with a lot of the things that this movie had visually and with the sound and everything. Just, I love this, this movie. It's, you know, the Nintendo's the MacGuffin behind all this, but there's such a, there's, you know, pulls at your hearts there by the end and everything like that. And the Nintendo's actually just a background thing when you really look at this whole film. But uh, we'll, we'll dive into that as we 
as we get going here. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I agree. This movie is easily going into my rotation for Christmas films. I'm not even a, I'm not trying to sound like a Scrooge. I'm not huge on Christmas. I enjoy it as much as any normal person. And I rotate out films. I'll watch, you know, maybe Scrooge this year, but maybe not next year. Cause you can't do the same ones every year. You'll get sick of them. I could watch this every other year. This could be an every two mm. to three years Christmas movie for me. It has this weird mix of the wizard in terms of this quest to go win something with like a Christmas story in terms of like really wanting that one gift. And I was really struck by how family friendly this film turned out to be. When I saw the initial preview, I thought they might go the way of like super bad or something where it ends up being a film that I can't really watch with the kids. So I watched this with just Corinne. I'm looking forward to watching this with Parker and Aliena next year. I could sit down with them and watch this and not cringe through it. It's sweet. It's a pretty good family (laughs) Christmas movie. And again, it's got good morals. Yeah. And (laughs) again, like you said, we'll get to it near the end, but it, it got emotional near the end. Like I, (laughs) it moved me a little, that, that heart grew at least one and a half sizes, maybe two. I don't know about three. I got limits. I'm, I'm not entirely human, but for anyone who doesn't know the story of this, it's pretty straightforward. Neil Patrick Harris is a dad. He's got his two kids And he's hanging out with his daughter and they're bored waiting for the family to show up. And he starts telling her the story about the gift he wanted as a kid, the Nintendo and the Christmas that he desperately wanted a Nintendo. So it's very much like the movie A Christmas Story where the kid wants his BB Ryder gun. It's a really interesting nostalgia trip, not just because of the idea of it taking place, you know, kind of in the 80s and him regaling, you know, with one of those when I was your age stories. But the way that they kind of show the lens of nostalgia, where when he's telling the story, you can see all of the parts that he's kind of exaggerated in his own mind. Mm-hmm. All of the really kind of cartoonish things where the way you'd see it as a kid, like, and this isn't a big plot thing, but the amount of dog shit in the backyard <laughs> that he's forced to clean up when his dad says, go in the backyard. The dog must have done that, what, 100 times? And he says he just cleaned it yesterday? <laughs> Loved it. An- another good example of that that doesn't spoil anything <laughs> is the uh, the King of the Hill Mountain. Oh, God. It makes it oh. seem like it's this ginormous mountain they're fighting on. But then oh, when it yeah. cuts, cuts oh, away, it. <laughs> it's like maybe up to our head at the most. It's maybe 10 feet. But when you see it from the kid's <laughs> perspective, well, it's a 40-foot like- hill. And the, the teen at the top, who's got to be like 28 years old. <laughs> It's just right. launching children off of it. <laughs> but it's how you'd remember it as a yeah. kid. And I really like that they did that. Yeah, and I, I like the, um, again, like the little things, like the, oh, you're wearing your sister's boots again. No, they're mine. <laughs> like, But the shame <laughs> of wearing girls' boots. And I love that they make fun of it. She's like, oh, what do you mean? They were girls' boots. Well, they were purple. What? Boys didn't wear purple. Like it's just such a and just the, it was a different time. hilarious eighties thing. It's just such an eighties thing. I like how on when you were saying how you know he's explaining the story, but some of it's through the exaggerated eyes or lenses of the kid. I like how he also has to modify the story <laughs> as a parent, <laughs> so that the, he doesn't tell his child all the things he was doing, so that their his daughter can do right. You he mean like you wore a helmet, right, Dad? And exactly. all of a sudden, the helmet just yeah. goes. Of course, I wore a helmet. We didn't have helmets; didn't even exist in the eighties. See, my <laughs> favorite like, is you wore when he goes. Glasses. It was a blue helmet. Wait, no, it was a green helmet. <laughs> it changes <laughs> colors. It's it's just so well. I done. like the safety glasses. The safety, the safety glasses, glasses is my favorite. <laughs> so you wore safety glasses, right? Yeah, sort of. It's just a bag over his head. You can take the bag off now. It doesn't even have holes in it. He's blind. He's just no. wearing a bag. No. I All right, it. so let, let's back up. So yeah, sorry. You have Neil Patrick Harris and his daughter, and they're they're hanging out together, and she's bothering him over and over about wanting a phone, which I can relate to as a parent of, where's my cell phone? Shut up, you're a kid. You're not getting one yet. And I was kind of worried for a moment that it was going to go the the root of the wizard and be really super dark because he mentions his wife and son and how they'll see them later. And I thought, oh, God, it's a a broken family movie. That's what we're going to sit in for. That's why the mother isn't there and the son isn't there. And he's maybe this is his weekend with the daughter. Oh, God, I can't sit through this. (laughs) And that turns out not to be the case. But if you haven't seen the movie, please stop. Go watch it. Come back. Because we're going to get right into spoilers for it. 
it decides to go a different route and it's it's more that they're acting morose and sad because a member of the family has died and and that's what it's leading towards i thought they were all sad and he's going to tell the story to cheer up because of a divorce and no it's because you've you're going to take away probably my favorite character out of the movie (laughs) 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 because he's incredibly relatable for me. He has one of my favorite moments. Oh God. But she's going on about how she wants this phone and Christmas is coming up and he refuses to, to give in about this phone and they get to his parents' house and he says, I'm going to show you something really cool because no one's there yet. And he, he takes her over to the, I guess, the playroom, and there's a Nintendo set up there. And he goes to tell her the story about the Nintendo, this important thing that he wanted. And I love how when she first gets into the house, nothing has happened yet. No one's there yet. She has walked through the door. The first words out of his daughter's mouth, I'm bored. I'm, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Whoever wrote this has kids. absolutely immediately absolutely i'm bored really yeah but just the almost fun he has at first of agonizing her with i'm now going to tell you a story about when i was young because that's fun to do to your kids this is where the movie really takes a the movie draws heavily from uh, Princess Bride, which I think is the, yeah. it's the, right? it's the backbone. It's literally yep. the backbone of the whole movie. You know, for me, those are the three movies that this reminded me of Princess Bride, a Christmas story, and well, an updated version of the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the wizard with, happy, with happiness in it. It exactly. smartly takes the best aspects of those to create something original. Oh yeah. Right. It, yeah. it steals from those, but it steals from them in an interesting way and yeah. in a really captivating way. And in terms of a small choreography thing or sorry, cinematography thing that I liked when he turns on the Nintendo for the first time in front of her and fires up Paperboy, that top down transition of the Paperboy yeah. character turning into him as the, the camera switches to that flashback. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I kind of wish there was more of that. Yeah. yeah. I was actually surprised that is the only Nintendo game you see in this whole movie. Because the only other game they show off does not exist. Doesn't exist. Which, that part I was a little confused with. I don't know why they did that. We'll get to that. Yes, at, at it was that weird. Scene. I'm assuming it's a rights thing, but at least they paid yeah. for five seconds yeah, of Paperboy. They said a lot of names, just they didn't show a lot of games. Sure. They drop a lot of names, but mm-hmm. you don't see a lot there. But I love that transition and... I'm going to bring it up because I know especially like Chris, Wayne, you guys are big soundtrack guys. I was really impressed with the 80s, almost NES sounding score to this film. I thought it was really good. Very good. It was a solid score, but it really sounded like the kind of stuff you, I mean, obviously updated enough for a film. Like it doesn't sound like it's truly 8-bit, but it has that feel of an 8-bit soundtrack. It was really cool. And I I, I also like even the music they chose for the movie now. I, I know my, my, mm-hmm. my boss when he had watched it, the one of the one of the comments he made was he wished there was more Christmas music, mm. which I kind of agree with. Uh, I think there should sure. have been a little bit more Christmas music, but because I'm an eighties I'm a sucker for eighties, <laughs> when there wasn't Christmas music, it was eighties music. So yeah. I was just as happy either way. <laughs> yeah, I mean eighties tunes always work for me. I don't exactly. care what anyone says. Eighties music is great. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's the best. It's scientific fact. Holding out for a hero. Just amazing. <laughs> yes. And let's get to that. So first he goes on about how he tried to essentially work his parents so that he can get a Nintendo from them. The idea of kind of knowing how your parents operate, knowing, well, if my mom's distracted enough with, you know, three other things and I go, hey, mom, wouldn't it be great to get a Nintendo? And she says, yes, she can't take that back. <laughs> like, yeah. He tries to, like, game well, the system. <laughs> well, and I, I loved it because... Those are the little moments in the movie that, like, I don't know, you're just so reminiscent of your childhood. 100%. Because you know, we've all done it. Be- begging your parents it. for the Christmas gift that you really want. And it's the one that's kind of the almost the non negotiable for you yeah. that you have and to And you wait till there's a vulnerable them. moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you're scared to ask. You're scared that they might say no. So you got to, oh, like, yeah. work up the courage and come up with a plan. Oh. I loved it. And as a kid, you think you're so clever about how you're trying to work them. And I mean, come oh, on, yeah. parents see it. They Ask like, if, if they need help. Do you need help with yeah. anything? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
And it almost works for him until his sister just screws ruins it. him. <laughs> Which is she childhood is where just ruthless throughout this whole film. <laughs> but it's just cool how you can have like uh, a sibling or a favorite sibling or the younger sibling, whatever it is, who can like just totally screw you over. Oh yeah, and, and again, they know what we've she did. all they know what do. we've all had that moment where things are going just fine until your sibling just looks Says at you something. from across the table and goes, "I'm about to wreck your whole career." I'm like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> just destroys his chances at a Nintendo in about three sentences, and then proceeds to just drop seeds about how she wants a cabbage patch so that she can get what she wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cruel. I love it. But love you get it. to meet both of his parents. June Diane Raphael playing his mother. I love her on the, uh, the How Did This Get Made podcast, which is the antithesis of us. They look at bad films and make fun of them. <laughs> We're looking at bad films and finding good in them. <laughs> so it's kind of nice that she's in this film. And Timothy Zahn, who I forgot was still out there. Yeah, and he was awesome. I love that guy, man. He's so good in this. He's awesome. Playing, yeah, playing young, I, I can't remember characters' names, so bear with me, but Neil Patrick Got Harris him. when he's young playing you know our lead his father timothy zahn is great in this it's steve mm-hmm. it's steve steve there we go. steve's on steve's steve, on oh man i'm thinking of the, oh yeah. no i'm thinking of uh star wars timothy zahn aren't i yeah say yeah, that over writer. and over yes you are the and author. now yeah, i'm yeah, picturing yeah, steve zahn writing the star wars and i'm picturing <laughs> timothy zahn <laughs> in the movie <laughs> Thrawn, brought to you by Steve. Steve Zahn should play Thrawn in a live-action Star Wars. Come on. There you go. Now that I know he's still out there, (laughs) Steve Zahn should play Thrawn. It says Chris has left the chat. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) All right, so Steve Zahn, if you're one of our seven listeners, I apologize. We will respect your name going forward. But he's great as the dad. And they play him a bit goofy, the way that he's kind of, what was it, like three years he's been working on that kitchen and re-renovating it over and over? It's, no, it's not just the kitchen. It's the whole it's, he, he keeps starting projects, but he's not finishing them. Right. Right? He's just, he keeps, every room he's trying something different. But I can relate to that. I got unfinished <laughs> projects around here. <laughs> but that's that's both the, the both the reality, but also, like you said, the childhood memory piece where dad was always working on some yeah. project when you were a kid, right? Like it's it's that thing. I'm sure that's how I'm going to be remembered. That right. stupid bathroom's taking me forever. <laughs> I do get kind of shades of a little bit of the dad from Wonder Years, too. Okay, yeah, absolutely. A little bit of that. Yeah, no, totally. Well, again, right? like the he's not stupid, but he's just kind of goofy, but no. in a lovable way. And like down-to-earth kind of advice, rough. but at the same time, but a bit gruff. Hey, he works hard. He yeah, works hard, hard to provide for his family. But for me, the Wonder Years vibe also comes from like the the reflective childhood nostalgia. Like it's got the the Princess Bride element is the storytelling, but the Wonder Years is I'm telling you the story of my childhood. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Like it, it had that feel yeah. to it for me. Yeah, and Absolutely. there is a warmth there. There's a, well, in the end, at the very end, there's a ridiculous warmth. But but yeah, yes. yeah, like what Mark said, there's there's it's I don't know. The the more you think about it, the more enjoyable it is, and the more it pulls from really good sources for its inspiration. Yeah. Well, they do a good job of, on the one hand, you can tell their parents that care about him. So they're not like mean, they're not cruel, they're not abusive, any of those things. But on this one stance, this Nintendo that he wants, they've become the antagonist to him because they put their foot down about, no, video games are bad for kids and we want what's best for you. And what parent has never said, Turn your brain to mush. I want what's best for you when the kid disagrees. Yeah. Right? Like it all plays it right. I've said the same thing to them. I've had the same thing said to me. <laughs> it's a circle of life denying your kids yeah. happiness. That's the Video circle games. of life. Yeah. But they breed violence, Nick. I'm sure they do. If this movie's anything to believe, the next scene kind of proves that when you meet the rich kid, oh my God. I enjoyed that so much because I didn't grow up with the Nintendo in my house. My buddy had it. So I always had to go to his house to play. Now, he wasn't a rich jerk. He just had Nintendo. Sure. But that's what we would do. So he was just a jerk. We'd go to his house (laughs) and we would play like for hours. He was just a jerk. We'd play for hours. So I love it. And I get that. The the going to your buddy's house to, to game and just being kind of like in awe of like, oh my God, he owns, he owns Nintendo. Oh yeah. He has like, he has like four games. 
He must be rich. You had that one friend yeah. who either like had the power glove or had like a dozen games or had like the multi-tap thing for it. And you had your one system and like two games that you played to death. So yep. anyone who had six games or more may as well have been like a sultan. <laughs> like, hey, I was never royalty. assaulted. Hey, am I? Was I the rich kid? I had the power glove. I had at least ten to fifteen you games. You were that kid. I was the rich kid. I had all my Nintendo stuff, man. You had flying jump kicks. I'm just going to assume that Wayne did everything that happens in this next scene. <laughs> That's right. And I was scrawny like this kid too. <laughs> so, you guys want a pop tart? <laughs> Our lead character yeah, that was goes good. with his friends One. <laughs> to the rich kid's house so that you can get in. And it's like it's like going into a club where only so many people can pass the bouncer to get in. Yeah, well, he only lets so many in. And I love that, yeah, when they're I in there, like the kid's just trying to show off basically how rich he is. And the kid is kind of a loon. And then they go in and play a video game that's some fighting game I've never seen that feels like a weird 8-bit knockoff of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That, I questioned why they did that. Silence him or something instead of finish him. Yeah, that uh, was weird. I, I was like, ah, oh, spend some real money. Get that like was weird. Super Spike V Ball or Super Dodge Ball would have been the better choices to throw in there if I'm going to throw my hat mm-hmm. in the ring somewhere. I think those could have worked really well. At the very least, make it look more like a game that ran on the Nintendo. Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it did yes. not look like. As soon as you've seen it, you're like, okay, that's not a Nintendo game. No, but. I like some of the things that happen there. You have mainly him and his friends get in there. So you have his lying friend mm-hmm. who's just a pathological liar. You have his, Which we've all had one. We've all had one. <laughs> I think I might have been that one. Uh, you have So we still have one. Your perpetually sick friend who seems allergic to everything. <laughs> you have the friend who brings his sister along to everything because they're twins. Yeah. And then you have like his best, oh, the best twins. friend. They're hilarious. Who, I like that his best friend is the one kid amongst them who gets to see all the R-rated movies with his dad. So he's quoting films yeah. that they've never yes. heard. I actually, yes. I was, was that me. kid. I was the kid who saw Predator was when he was like kid. nine. So yeah, I was definitely Elvis that kid. Three when I was eight. Didn't mess me up at all. Yeah, same. <laughs> so my buddy Julius, he actually was all those kids in one. He was the one that watched R-rated movies with his dad. And he had the Nintendo, so that's whose house he went to to play video games. And then you'd catch Rambo First Blood Part Two afterwards. So it was perfect. <laughs> he'd lie about everything, and his sister was there. He's all of the kids. Right? Pretty much. Pretty, but he was not a jerk. He's 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 an awesome guy. I mean, so I have I have nothing but super fond memories of this group of friends. And so this is another way that this tugged at heartstrings was I remember going mm-hmm. to Julius's house, right, and Mario Two. And Castlevania 2 and you know and then like I said Rambo First Blood Part 2 afterwards so yeah there was a lot that resonated a lot and the idea of having this core group of friends that was such an important thing when you're in any kind of grade school like that's your circle Mm -hmm. of protection that's your circle of trust and he even points out like they all have like weird little flaws to them but it doesn't matter it's you against the rest of the school like it's your group for survival they treat school Mm -hmm. almost like a prison including the way they treat recess where it's no no you're going out to walk the yard put on those girl boots and don't get demolished by uh, he's got to be what compared to them twice their size and three times their weight the angry teen where they're like we don't know his age or how long he's been with the school whoever they casted for him was perfect man that kid is he's a cartoon character man he he was amazing yeah he looked like adam driver if he like went through time and landed in the 80s (laughs) he was awesome oh man that character was good and yes you had the king of the hill scene with him and that nonsense, but the rich kid, when he's going to lose to a girl, and this is some of the important stuff of it was different in the 80s. Girls didn't play video games, and you certainly wouldn't let yourself lose to a girl. So when she's winning against him in a fighting game, that ridiculous leap, and just, <laughs> he he doesn't even like leap at the TV. He jumps, gets airborne, and just floats at like at high speed at the television it's like something out of kung pao <laughs> right and then lands on the tv and it lands on the dog and just cutting back to neil patrick harris and his daughter and just the the dog died it was the 80s like got real <laughs> 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 whatever as if we've all been through that but we've all had a story like that where we exaggerated how bad it got right for sure well 
And one of my favorite parts about that, the power glove sucked. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was using the yeah. power glove, and it, it sucked. <laughs> and yep. the slow realization on his face that this, this thing, thing that was so important is terrible. It's terrible. It sucks. Power glove sucks. Oh, and I love that he's trying to use it like it's like it's VR, like it's an extension of him, where he's doing like real punches and such with it, and nothing's happening. Yeah. Even if it worked nothing the way it was intended, happened. it did not do or those things. The, it wasn't one to one motion. Just the just prior scene where he was practicing the one arm chops. I was like, yep. oh my god, this is so. It was destroying. <laughs> because that's what we all thought the power glove would be. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not what it was. And that's why it's such a that next scene is the best for me because it's like we all thought the power glove would be this amazing. I move, it moves. And then it wasn't. I remember the first time I got, I put in Mike Tyson's punch out. I couldn't even beat, you Glass, can't beat Joe. Glass Joe. Like, yeah, and, and, and win or lose, you were like, Yeah, I'm done, man. I it's like you've been punching at the screen for five minutes straight. <laughs> yeah. And I'm convinced now oh that I can God. do his kick because he mentions that he learned Taekwondo. <laughs> I went for that, so I'm hoping the next time I like go to play a game against Parker, if he starts to win, I'm just gonna jump and see if I fly at the <laughs> at the TV like jump kick style and just start sure the show no happening. Pets. Make sure there's no pets on the ground. Uh, yeah, or Aliana walking by or something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, the pet lives. The, pet the lives. 2020s got real. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but like. You have that, and as soon as the dog gets hit, just I love it's the idea of run. Everyone scatters. Not oh god, is oh, anything okay? All yeah. the kids just they bolt. <laughs> and now that you have that happen, well, now a dog's been injured. So now the parents are rallying against video games are violent. So now there's no hope of him convincing his parents. He's got to get it himself. And the next leg of the film is door to door wreath sales to raise enough money. Yeah. Is this an American yeah. thing? Did I miss nope, this? I've done him. Really? No, I did him. I did it. Yep. Interesting. It was like a school fundraiser thing we didn't, I remember doing in Scarborough where we had to like go door to door and it was, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Reese as well, I've actually. never heard of that. And the idea of- no. well, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Like, I remember doing other things because I was in Cubs, Boy Cubs, and we did stuff yeah. like that, but it, it wasn't wreaths, but like it was other chocolates things. or something, you know? Yeah, there was Christmas stuff too. Oh, there were times like there was like a catalog to pick through. Yeah, exactly, and it was very specific Christmas stuff. I, I, I yeah. totally. It did was that. a catalog. I did that. I mean, different things. And by did that, I mean I gave my mom the catalog. And she took it to work. And she <laughs> yeah, that's it. that's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. But I'll tell you one thing: there was no first. There was no first prize of an There's Nintendo no Entertainment right. System. Whereas no. this has a prize. First place prize as yeah. a Nintendo Entertainment System. It's not just a video game. It's an entertainment system. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> yes. And now you have him versus all of his friends because they were friends, but now there's a Nintendo on the line. And everybody's <laughs> out for themselves, including the hilarious oh. liar kid. He was killing me. It's like a little young Jonah Hill. I love that kid. I love that kid. Man. The fact that he sells a wreath to the main character's mother—that's <laughs> yeah. salesmanship. Oh man, I would have been so mad um, at my mom. And the mother just saying to the like to the main kid, just that, well, you know, he, he made a heck of a deal. <laughs> Look, how much negotiation so power weird. do they have in this? Are you able to like give rates? <laughs> just, the kid's a liar. He must have. I probably he probably <laughs> jacked up the price first and then said he'd drop it. That's a yeah. classic tactic exactly. right there. It's a Black Friday deal. Yeah, Every yeah. Wreath he $35 sold, he and made you tell him, bucks. you know what, 42, but for you, 37. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kid's a born used car salesman. <laughs> not not oh, a dealer okay. one of the little little guys dealers are okay <laughs> oh, okay trust the dealer and then you have our, our main character is given legit good advice by his sister after promising he'll get her a, mm. a cabbage patch doll go to a retirement home so many doors so many old people so many wreaths yeah yeah it works. Love that. It yeah. sounds like a great plan, and then you see the torture he goes through <laughs> dealing with some of them. Like the old guy who's going to take the soup, and then just takes the moment. Like, why take the time to take the teeth out of your mouth? The soup would have been fine either way. They're just screwing with that kid. Oh, <laughs> it was it. killing me. And again, it's that did that did it happen that way, or do you just remember it that way? And yeah. it's just that's the beauty of this movie. It was probably like both. a half hour visit, but he made it seem like it was he was there for a week. 
Well, the biggest moment of how you remember it versus how it really is, is at the mall. When he's at the the mall Uh and he's told, watch your sister. (laughs) And you've got the Nintendo's on display. And we've all seen, like when we were kids, when they have the Nintendo, the Super, whatever it is, with the playable display in the store, how can you not play that? Absolutely. Like, it's right there. You beg your parents, just let me play it for two minutes. As an adult, going into EB back in the day, (laughs) we were in our late teens, I spent way too much time at the EB display testing out games. Dreamcast and all that other stuff when they came out. Like, come on. So Donkey Kong Country, when it was coming out, I knew I couldn't afford the game. And I can't remember if it was coming out around Christmas or not, but I remember the the Zellers up where I lived, they had it on a five-minute timer. So after five minutes, it would reset itself. And I got fast enough that I could get to the first save point within five minutes. (laughs) And I get to the boss, double back, save, it would reset. I'd beat the boss and get to the next area. I got to the third world at five-minute intervals because it was my only way to play that game. Amazing. So, so good. I understand the allure of these things. Oh, yeah. Great game. But I love that the machine starts talking to him. <laughs> oh. And seducing him into right. it. Seducing I love when it's like, him. pick a game. Pick a game. I have them all. <laughs> Defender. <laughs> Defender. No. Uh, no, I don't, don't have, have that one. Pick again. Super Mario. How about <laughs> Rampage? I don't have that one. <laughs> it just, it eventually just goes, it. we're going to play Rampage. It just tells him oh. which one. Just the, I got to watch my and sister. Love- Your sister doesn't matter. Your sister's gone. I'm all that matters now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it so has good. that like seductive robotic voice. It's so Oh, awesome. God. Oh. But it's wrong. Like, and it's again, wrong it's I can kid. understand it from both halves of it because the other half of it is the parents, though you shouldn't be wandering away from your kids for any reason. It's you the tell 80s. the older of the two siblings, watch your little sister. And you come back it's five minutes 80s. later and he's playing a video game and the sister is missing and you want a Nintendo from me as a dad. Yeah, you're done. You're, you're never done. seeing that system. It's over. Yeah. yeah. And then his retainer. Again, it's the 80s. <laughs> his retainer falls out, but let's bank that. Oh. Yeah. Until <laughs> later, because that's probably my favorite scene coming that, up. That is the best exaggeration and the grossest moment in this film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> prior, prior to the Nintendo kiosk, I also yes. like that they were reminding you, like, at that time, it wasn't just, you know, kids for the Nintendo. Cabbage Patch Kids were ridiculously popular, Huge. too. And they were initially yeah. going to the mall for the yes. Cabbage Patch Kid. And when they get to that aisle, and it's completely <laughs> empty, but a janitor there sweeping up the mess. And he's just like, oh, it was chaos. There, one, one, old, <laughs> one grandmother got throat punched. Same family. <laughs> Same family. <laughs> Same family. It's amazing. <laughs> so good. And just, he has that blank Great. stare in his eyes. The gender looks like he went through Vietnam. Like full post-traumatic stress. <laughs> oh, I love it. So good. <sighs> it just, it happened so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely wild. But again, like we went through like the tickle me Elmo thing. Like yeah. you have these crazy. Furbies. Yeah. You have these crazy moments mm. where a toy gets swept up in the media and becomes impossible to find. The one to get. PS5, yeah. you know? Yeah. Certain things become impossible to get. I was at freaking yeah. Best Buy today. They had all these PS5 controllers on the wall behind them. And I was like, hey, do you, do you have a system to go with those controllers? He goes, no, no, man. They don't even tell us when they're coming. They just show up and they're gone in 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, great. I can have, you know, haptic feedback with nothing to play it on. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all relatable. I mean, we still relate to it For now. Sure. Old, oh. But when you're young, it's your world. You know, you have right. to get that well, system. And I have absolutely been left in charge of my sister. I've the also old, been left the the in a mall. <laughs> 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 I'm still trying to find out if it was on purpose or accidental. They still oh, wow. <laughs> I was left. They left. The whole family left. You're the baby. I was left at the mall. You're the baby. And when you find your way back, do they say, now you get to stay? <laughs> yeah. Did you earn yeah. your way back? I hope you hold yeah, alone. They, started, yeah. they, they were literally driving before my mom was like, where's Wayne? Oh, Kevin. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> different Kevin, time Kevin. back then. Different time, man. Different time, man. It's a different time. different time. There were no leashes on your children. It was a different time. Different oh. time. All right. And now that we've covered the the attack of the Cabbage Patch, the retainer. Let's go back to that. 
Because if there's ever a moment of exaggeration, they've run out to the, the front of the mall. The sister is outside there. And the parents obviously are relieved that the, the sister is okay. But they've made a big point numerous times in the film about don't lose the retainer. The father has no concept of how much it costs. He just knows it costs too much, whatever it is. <laughs> and this is when our lead character, this is when Neil Patrick Harris as a kid realizes the retainer must have fallen out of his mouth because he was so slack-jawed playing the Nintendo. And just the whole open your mouth and he that- bolts. <laughs> That's my favorite part in the whole movie. When Steve Zahn is just yelling at him about, how did you leave your sisters, your sister? And he's, you know, it's not, it would have been worse if you lost your retainer. And then it clued in. And just that slow turn. Oh, yeah. Open your mouth. Just, he's so mad. He's like, I know he's probably lost that retainer. I've had my father look at me and just been like, show me or say what you just said or whatever. I've, and the fact I've that had that look. He runs. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. the worst thing you can do. How Smart does kid. that not admit guilt right yeah. there? And it's this yeah. mad race between the two of them to get to the so retainer funny. first. So funny. Which, I mean, ignoring all of the, the running they're doing, you know, like through the mall, pushing through people, when Neil Patrick Harris, the kid, does that like baseball slide. into home slide <laughs> towards the retainer on the ground and people are kicking it back and forth and knocking it around and he's grabbed it before <laughs> his dad can get there. That shot of the amount of stuff that is stuck to a retainer. Oh, from the mop. I, oh yeah, from uh, the mop. It's, uh, I just about threw up in my mouth. I can watch a lot of uh, gross stuff. Oh man, that pushed the <laughs> limit for me. Because <laughs> I love that moment. He looks, his dad's coming, and it's the it's do or die time, man. He just puts that thing in his mouth. <laughs> That's how scared we were as kids of your parents, man. It was like, man, I'd, I'd rather do this than than get spanked or it was or whatever. yeah, whatever yep. trouble's coming. Oh yeah, or risk not getting the Nintendo. Yeah, it just yeah wasn't whatever worth trouble's it coming. The retainer is not yeah. as bad as what's coming. <laughs> yep. That's what stomach yeah. acid's for. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have it. And just the opens his mouth. And I love how because the retainer's in there, he just the dad just lets it go. It's the all right, I didn't catch you this time. Like, what? <laughs> he bolted. Yes. Why did he run? <laughs> yeah. He made you chase him, but because he's got the retainer. Yep. Yeah. It's because a far the retainer is in his, mouth. in his household, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't have worked yeah. for me. I would have been in so I would have much died trouble. the moment I ran. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered. Yep. It, it would have been minority report. Everybody runs and I'm just gone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. Yes. I would have been guilty of pre-crime and I would have been put down. Right. <laughs> they would have put me in the halo. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got the, the dirty deal in the back alley between Steve Zahn and David Cross for the Cabbage Patch Kid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> literally buying it out of the back of like this janky looking sedan out of the trunk and David Cross who shows up twice in this is glorious in this film yeah oh. he's hysterical in it and surprising that that's where a lot of the heart comes from I know yeah. David mm-hmm. Cross not someone who I'd expect especially like, the second scene the heartfelt sure. moment from but that second scene mm-hmm. he's really good this one he's yes. just a dick <laughs> Oh, he's a scalper. He's just there to get the money, right? But so I love just the, you know, she wants one that's red hair with freckles with freckles, and just the, no, I don't have that. I got freckles and I got red hair. I don't have both. You got to pick one, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just the, I can't remember how much it was, but it was like double what they cost in the store. It's like, and then he was going to yeah. go to the other scalpers. Oh, yeah. The I'll brothers. go to the, it was at the, uh, <laughs> let's call them the Menendez brothers. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't want to deal with them. There's a terrible quality. <laughs> I know those guys. Don't even bother with them. I got the real deal here. <laughs> you gotta go to the Menendez brothers. I don't know. Is that from Breaking Bad? People, thank of you. All the, of all the names to use, the brothers. Uh, the Christmas special references the Menendez brothers. Whatever. Accused of killing their you parents. You don't want to deal with them because so he's they got didn't get what they wanted. <laughs> They killed their parents because they didn't get what they wanted. That this is, is perfect. Brilliant. How are you questioning why I said that then? That is perfect. <laughs> yeah, the audience might not know how this ends yet. 
Oh god, forget it. It does this movie does take a dark, dark turn. Oh god. I can't help it if that's what I remembered. Whatever. I am what I am. It's fine. But it shows in that moment. It's not Menendez dark. That moment shows it's not about the money for the object. It's about the fact that the object the parent really doesn't think it's a good thing for the kid. Like Steve Zahn feels like the video game is a bad thing for the kid. Yeah. And also when Neil Patrick Harris kid, I, I wish I could remember his name. Anyway, when he calls his dad out, he's like, how come you guys, you know, you're going this far to get her a cabbage patch kid, but you just shut me down for Nintendo. And he goes, do you really want to be the one to say no to your sister? I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> he's just so afraid of her. I Which it. I have used that exact phrase in my house, but usually when I say it, it means you're not getting anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I thought that was really funny. Crin looks over you and goes, you say that. I'm like, yeah, but he's using it wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I thought that was awesome. And just the moment when they're waiting for David Cross to show up and they're listening to the hockey game. I mean, I know at least one or two of you are hockey fans. I'm not, but my brother is. Corinne is. And... Watching someone who's a hockey fan listen to the radio and watching them get like yeah. worked up about it, it's pretty accurate. Oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like the kid, I don't understand it either. I'm watching it going, how do you even know what they're talking about? I'm watching it understanding it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've listened to a lot of hockey games on the radio. It was all lost on me other than the emotion of it. Same. Same here. But it shows that you know, like the dad's a human being and he's passionate about stuff. He's just exhausted. That's all. He's just permanently exhausted, yeah. which is very relatable. <laughs> but now like the, the wreath thing is over and they're announcing the prizes and <laughs> our lead character, he's got first place and it's, it's not a Nintendo. <laughs> it looks like it. It's not a Nintendo. It looks like a box for Nintendo. And then they pull off the, that blanket covering things up, that cloth. And it, what was it, like the Encyclopedia Britannica or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the all Encyclopedia Britannica. Nice God, 80s reference. And yes. I love the kids I lose their minds. There's a revolt about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't help the argument about video games leading to violence. You would deny yeah. them that and they all just go crazy. I love the, as soon as they pull it, the slow-mo, how mad they all are. Oh, yeah. like, no! <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it's because, again, the parents have basically formed a cabal of you're not getting a video game they've come in and ruined the prizes because video games are violence though i do like the throwaway about how with the the rich kid who seems kind of nuts oh the the doctor says he has attention deficit something or other it's very rare it's very rare yeah it's very rare it's not that rare (laughs) <laughs> I love that. But I like how they just kind of, no, no, that can't possibly be it. It's video games. They just toss that yeah. one aside. It's like, yeah, uh-huh. I, yeah. <laughs> I love to, I don't know why, but it made me laugh so hard, the the slideshow, but it's the old <laughs> slides. you got the wrong slides, and yes. he's like, oh, what are you doing? It's wrong slides. And then you keep hitting the button, but it's the same. It's yeah. just going back the, and forth. Oh, my God. And this happened. Dying. And this happened. And it just keeps, it's stuck. It's jammed. So it just keeps doing the same it's slide jammed. over and over. Oh, that was God. awesome. I was dying. <laughs> and then the weirdly sexualized dog pose in all the cast. Because I was like, it's like a glamour shot yeah. for the dog in cast. <laughs> Like, what is that? Burr Reynolds. <laughs> Burr Reynolds yeah. style. Yeah. Uh. And then just a, a quick thing. So again, like you said, Chris, it's like your Princess Bride where he keeps cutting back to Neil Patrick Harris with the daughter who at first wanted nothing to do with the story. And now she's invested. Now it's, oh, you know, do you want to call one of your friends? Or do you want to get food? No, no, no. What happens next? I like the next time they cut to them. Yep. They haven't moved. They've been sitting there this whole time, and yet now there's an entire, like, pillow fort behind them. Yeah. It's like, when did they make a fort? Because <laughs> they look comfortable, but I guess at some point yep. they got up and just started making this stuff. But again, yep. it keeps bringing you mm-hmm. back to that to, to kind of remind you that the, the movie is about them, not about him as a kid. Yeah. Then you have the last leg of the film, the plan, the last desperate attempt to get a Nintendo We're not going to beg for it from our parents. We're not going to win it in a competition. We are going to pool our resources together, sell a whole bunch of baseball cards because those were a thing. Mm -hmm. And we're going to sneak off during a school trip to the mall, buy that Nintendo and sneak it back. This turns into a heist movie at the end of this. (laughs) And that's awesome. That was so close to being successful. So close. Uh Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs indeed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. 
And yeah, like the the steps to the plan that they have, it is an elaborate plan. I'm not even going to try and recount it all. Watch the movie, enjoy it, but it includes like projectile vomiting. Well, this is their Vietnam selling. This is, I love yeah. that. This, this is, is their, their Vietnam. <laughs> I don't think you know what that means. I don't know what that is. But... Just the, yeah. I don't know what that <laughs> means. <laughs> but like, that's oh an awesome God. scene because it keeps escalating in a way that actually feels like tension. Like the idea of, okay, their plan at least works enough that he's in the mall and he's got the money and the, the bus is stopped and distracted because of their friend throwing up SpaghettiOs everywhere. But there's parents picketing the store and now you got to be able to sneak by them and they need a plan to get around that. Like it, it keeps ratcheting up in a way that feels organic and fun and tense. Yeah. I yeah. legitimately yeah. thought the plan was going to work. Yeah, and it didn't overstay its yeah. welcome. It was a perfect no, it's plan. maybe a five no. to ten minute scene. And he has his moment where he finally gets to stand up against the bully, which decent enough scene. Mm. I thought it might get a bit more physical, but just the fact that he stands up to the bully en- enough to like to say back off and put his boot against him, the bully immediately yeah. backs down, even though he could fold any of those kids like a yeah, <laughs> like a chair. But I love just uh, the, yeah, yeah. The second you stand up to a bully, they'll back down. That is a bad life lesson, kids. Yeah. If the bully is twice your size and is known for just punching teachers in the face. He won't back Teachers. down just because yeah. you stand up to him. No. <laughs> you need to yeah. punch him in the throat. Anyway. <laughs> like it works. It works for some bullies. Not this bully. This bully no, would eat you alive. It didn't make a lot of sense, but the movie had built up enough goodwill with me at that point that I figured, screw yeah. it, let it happen. Yeah. Same. You know and what? it's just it's, an exaggerated story. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an exaggerated story. So in his version of telling this, and it's one of those things that I kind of write off as he's – sanitizing that story a little bit because he's telling it to his daughter. Correct. Either A, he didn't have to stand up to the bully that much, or B, he really did stand up to the bully and probably gave him a bloody nose. But you don't want to impart that story to your kid. So either way, it feels like an idealized version. That's okay. Yeah. But the awesome callback at the beginning of the film when he's walking down the street with his daughter, he slips on the patch of ice in front of the Santa outside the mall. And now he's got the Nintendo. It's a successful thing, but he's running short on time. He is bolting for that bus, and he hits that icy patch. Oh. <laughs> that poor Nintendo. Uh, that just my oh. heart sank when that happened. Yeah, that I mean, hurt. It reminded me of, and it'll sound like a weird comparison, but remember the Simpsons episode with the pig, where Homer's like, "It's just a little dirty. It's still good. It's just a little airborne. It's still good." When it flashed me, I'm like, it'll probably be fine. 80s, like, Nintendos are solid. It hits the ground. It'll be okay. Boom. Lands on the road. I'm like, ah, it's probably fine. It, it looks a little rough. And then it gets run over by the same bus. Like, all right, well, it's done. Oh. <laughs> and you just see it shatter. Oh, oh, it's just oh. everywhere. Oh. And, I mean, th- that's it for the Nintendo. That was their last-ditch effort. They've spent all their money. They've used up all their wishes. It's over. It's mm. done. It now comes down to Christmas. Right. And like the mm-hmm. bus is taken off. He has no ride back. Like he's out of luck. He's screwed. And now David Cross shows up again, which it's a heartfelt moment. But is it not a little bit questionable that the dude that was scalping you Cabbage Patch kids <laughs> out of a dark alley in a cold winter night, you're going to have a heart to heart with him now? That's odd. And he's going to pay your cab. But for it was a good the one. 80s. It was a good heart to heart. I do like. He's like, I'm going to give you something important for this Christmas. He's like, hey, you mean the Nintendo when you're in the back of your car? He's like, no, no, no. I said, you're not getting a Nintendo for Christmas. I'm going to give you something more important. And then gives him a life lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I love it. I told you you're not getting good life one of those. Lesson. It's a good life lesson. Mm-hmm. It, it really does wrap up the morals of this film. It does. And again, talking about how the important thing isn't, you know, the the stuff of Christmas. Pay attention to the people you're with. Pay attention mm-hmm. to the actual, like, he goes, you probably haven't even said Merry Christmas to anybody yet, have you? And he didn't. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think he's right. I don't think the kid ever nope. really shows anything remotely resembling It's been Christmas all about, I want a Nintendo, I want a Nintendo, I want right. a Nintendo. Right. Yeah. It's been selfish. Yeah, it's been it's selfish. 100%. Absolutely. Well, with one exception. He does help his sister towards getting a cabbage patch, but even that's arguably selfish because well, that's a trade back and forth. Correct. That was that was it a was part of the trade. Yeah. At. Right. Nintendo. Yeah. He just upheld his side of the yeah. bargain. He held up his side. Yeah, like she helped him, he helped her back. That's all that yeah. was. 
But I love when he pays for the cab back. He's like, oh, man, mister, I don't have any money to pay you back. He's like, that's okay. I, I like, turfed I your father your on that cab Well, <laughs> 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 like, he makes it home, and they have Christmas, and he doesn't get a Nintendo from his family. Which I, I kind was, of expected it. I was really happy to see I, that. I thought yeah. he yes. was going to get the Nintendo. I did so like did I. The box that looks like a Nintendo, and it's Japanese light bright. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. That hurt. I too. love. <laughs> I love that Japan. because we've all we've all yes. been there where your parents got you the knockoff thing, where oh, it yeah. wasn't the real thing. They got yeah. you the knockoff thing because yep. it was either they couldn't find it or it was the real thing was too expensive. Oh, or, I love it. Or like the kids said, years. Years of unwrapping, you've studied and know what certain box sizes are. I know what a He-Man action figure yep. looks like wrapped. I know mm-hmm. what a video game looks like wrapped. And then there's one box that happens to look like what happens you think it is. And when you unwrap size. it, it's like, these are socks. It was in a box. Yep. <laughs> and it was the same size as a as And a that's why I put my kids' gifts in the cereal boxes figure. and wrap them up. You yeah. ain't guessing squat. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. But, like, I like that you have that happen and... Christmas is over, it's done, and when his dad says, you know, before we go off to you know, the grandparents, go clean up the the dog crap out of the backyard, but make sure to get the stuff behind the shed. I was convinced there'll be a Nintendo in a box. Same, same, same in the here. So was I. Convinced. Same, same and here. And I'm so happy that that's not the case. It yeah. is infinitely yes. better. Yep. The, the big payoff, when he goes back there... And his dad, who never finishes a single project in the house ever, mm-hmm. has taken the time to build an entire tree fort for him. It's in an the amazing backyard. one, too. And it's an awesome an tree, fort. tree fort. And one <laughs> of the chores that he got that kid to do earlier, lacquering up the ends of those hockey sticks, <laughs> is the entrance, the trap door. So he yep, yeah. had his son contribute to that tree fort. Without which knowing. is <laughs> yeah. Which, that's really cool. Yeah, yep. and even then, I'll be honest. I thought there was going to be a Nintendo. I thought there'd be in a the tree fort. The tree fort. And, yeah, and then even his daughter, who was listening to the story, she even said it too. She's like, "And then the Nintendo was in the tree fort." I'm like, "Oh, okay, here it comes," and it still yeah. wasn't. And I was really impressed no. with that. That no, the tree the fort movie yes. is the it's gift. It's not about the gift. And I like that he actually yeah. talks about how it's not just that it's not about the gift. It's the tree fort was legitimately. A better gift. Yeah. He goes, when I look back, mm. like all of the adventures and times I have with my friends in that tree fort. Yeah. Like, yep. I can't trade those for anything. The Nintendo's great. The Nintendo's mm-hmm. the system. But the tree fort was something only his dad could give him and that he truly mm-hmm. got to enjoy going forward. And that's when the film mm-hmm. decides to kick you so hard in the stomach yeah. that I got a little bit watery eye. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I did the... You uh, find out that the... The, the, throat and- the dad is now gone. Like, he's he's died. And this, this is, is the their first, first Christmas. Christmas that they've had yeah. to deal with where he's not there. Mm-hmm. And that's why the story matters. Because it's not yeah. about that first Nintendo. It's about a Christmas where there's truly, like, the beginning of a strong connection between him and his father. Because yeah. after that point... They show off all of the projects in the house that he helped his dad finish, where they put the initials into them, the double J. Double J's. I think Mm -hmm. it's Jack or Jake. His his name starts with J. I know that. Well, Jake. Mm. Dad (laughs) is John. The dad is John Doyle. There we go. So he's Jake. But that's really touching. And that shows how, Mm -hmm. in a way, like the son really kind of helps complete the dad there because he had all these unfinished projects. And now you look at this house years later and the house looks great. Yeah. Because he helped mm-hmm. him with it. That, like, I... Yes. And yeah. the the shot of his, like, dirty hockey cup sitting at the end the of the Chicago table. The Blackhawks, and, yeah. yeah. and they oh, set the plate from there, even though he's not there. Like, oh. Yeah. That, I, that got me. Yep. Yeah. I forgot about the dirty hockey cup, because I love that. Yeah. The, this is the cup when they won in 85. <laughs> <laughs> Still never washed the cup. Uh, uh, Just pulls at your heartstrings. I think I know oh. what he died from. He died from drinking from that cup. Probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like that, like that's when you finally realize why it was kind of somber for everyone. And it's this really touching moment. And then afterwards, you know, she's like, well, how did you even get the Nintendo? Yeah. It's like, it's here in front of us. He goes, well, I, I that's earned it. I spent the next summer working my butt off, you know, taking care of it. He was like mowing lawns or something. He goes, and I got it. Mm-hmm. And when I got it, I loved it. But that's not the point. 
Yeah. And I thought that was really mm. cool. Like it, it was really good. It really became a film really where good. I think a Christmas story where I, th- and don't get me wrong. I love that movie, but where I feel like it fails a bit is it's a movie about that main character fighting so hard to get what he wants. And when he, he gets, gets what it. he wants, he's disappointed by it, but it's still really about the gift at the end of the day and how the gift couldn't make him happy. This bypasses mm-hmm. that and goes, it doesn't matter if you get the gift at all. That's not yeah. the point. Yeah. And like, yeah, that was really impressive. Yeah. So I, yeah. I was really, really, really impressed by this. Movie. And it, it, for me, it's a twist because I honestly thought he was going to yeah. get the Nintendo at yeah. Christmas or yeah. in the fort or in the backyard. Yeah. I truly expected that he was going to get the Nintendo. So when he didn't, I was like, this movie rocks. That yeah. just helped make this movie perfect for me. Yes. I can't kind of emphasize how impressed I was by this. For a movie that I had no idea was coming, for a movie yeah. that even when I saw yeah. the trail, I was like, yeah. well, this looks fun. I'll watch yeah. it once. I'll have a good laugh. I'll move on. This is in the rotation. Yeah, absolutely. This is a like, tradition. I might watch it again this year with Parker and Aliana before Christmas rolls around because we've got some time before it happens. And I'll gladly watch it again. Yeah. It was a good movie. Yeah. And even ignoring you know, like video game or not, yeah, it's about Nintendo, but it's just a really good Christmas movie. Right? Like, yes. I, yeah. is there anything we've missed that you guys want to touch on? I feel like I've said the most, like, most of the things no. I wanted to point out, but God, I love this thing. It was I think, good. Nick, yeah. I think what you should do is you should watch it with your kids and then randomly mm-hmm. pick something that they really wanted and return it so they don't get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and go build a horrible tree fort in the As backyard. someone who can't build a tree <laughs> fort to save his life, <laughs> yeah, I'm has, not doing that. He's going to keep the gift. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! I am going to tell my kids you better start selling wreaths door to door if you want anything out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and then once they're done, they're getting the Encyclopedia Britannica. Encyclopedia Britannica. God, you know what's really funny? Oh. I loved my Encyclopedia Britannica <laughs> after the fact because it, it did have a lot of fun facts in it. So when you started to read them, you're like, "Oh, I didn't know that." They were using hey, it to plan the heist. It it's helped amazing. them plan. It helped them plan. Exactly. Yep. Nick, do you have a dog or no? What's that? Do you have a dog or no? I did growing up. I don't now. No. Then just go in the back and take a bunch of shit in the back and make them pick them up. (laughs) I can go and help you with that. I can do. He'll all help. He'll all come over and help you. So if you wonder why we're not back until the new year, it's because they're all helping me pepper the backyard. It would be incredible if Kareen looked out the window and there's a four of us out there <laughs> we're gonna no, get no, no, just three of us get this like, where's done, mark gentlemen he's behind the shed yeah he's <laughs> behind the oh. shed i'll be the one do, i'll be doing it behind the shed <laughs> any parting thoughts gentlemen <laughs> my, my only parting thought is um it, it pulls at the heartstrings for me nintendo i had a good childhood nintendo was a big part of that but the visuals on this it, it felt it took me back to a time man like even when i look at the backyard of the, sorry the the back of the school I swear that was my school. Oh, yeah. And it was just a oh, brown yeah. brick wall, 10 feet of asphalt, a snowy field with two garbage cans. Like, I swear, there was nothing back there. <laughs> and him hiding behind like the garbage him, cans with the weird yeah, kid. <laughs> but it just, it looked like my school. It was just, everything just hit really hard. It was, it was just really nice to watch. I, I absolutely adore the film a lot. And if highly recommend it 80s, to anybody. It's not just yeah. about Nintendo. It has nothing to do with video games per se. The, the focus is about Christmas and what Christmas means. The Nintendo was just the underlining MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. it's the MacGuffin. hundred percent. I would say uh, your no, kid of the eighties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your kid of the eighties. This is this movie is for you. If you're not a kid of the eighties, this is a fantastic Christmas movie. Yeah, it's up there with a. Cl- it's a classic. It's an yeah. instant classic. I think it will be. I think you give it a few years, and this one's going to gain some momentum, and this will be a legit like. For sure. You know, the 20 Christmas movies you need to watch this season kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Like, it's... I agree. It's solid. We'll bring this one to a close. Merry Christmas to everyone. However you're going to spend it this holiday season, whether it's indoors, outdoors, I hope you get what you want. And more importantly, I hope you get what you need. If this film's taught me anything, screw the thing you're looking for. I hope you get the thing you didn't even know you wanted. I thank all of you for joining us on Presses X to Reload. I have been Nick Moore. With me, as always, were Wayne Brissett, Mark Athanas, and Chris Nijedlik. Gentlemen, Merry Christmas, everybody. 
Merry Christmas from us and the Menendez brothers. <laughs> Merry Christmas and pick up all your sh- <laughs> But not behind the shed. But not behind the shed. And a happy new year. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenis, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. We have special guest Chris Nijadlik. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review. We'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.